Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 983, December 19th, 2022. 52 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 1923. It was 29 below in 1983. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. We have the... Uh the rare privilege of a guest today, Anna from Matamida, but she doesn't want to talk, and I'm not going to let her talk. So she just has to sit there and watch how we do this. Sit in the corner, Anna. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Say, you guys remember we were puzzled as to why so many used Teslas were out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I have a complete answer to that, but a guy named Bob Wolf writes, Earlier you discussed the number of low-mileage used Tesla vehicles for sale and wondered why they'd trade them. Uh, I saw one listed with 17,000 miles on it and took a look. As I strolled through the options, it listed heated premium vegan leather bucket seats. Come on, seats. that's not really an option. <laughs> vegan. Vegan leather. Vegan leather. Uh, I immediately, see, that's a government car. I, so, so I wouldn't want that. Is it made out of carrot skins or tater I immediately skins? thought this was, I immediately thought this was too precious to be true. A cow that's never had bacon? Upon further review in the link below, I found that vegan leather is not leather, but synthetic fabric that doesn't seem to be holding up very well. Hmm. Ironically, the previous synthetic eco-leather didn't carry the same marketing impact as vegan to the EV crowd. The article went on to state the manufacturer promptly denied any kind of guarantee declaring that this type of material should be treated with care, avoiding rubbing and contact with products <laughs> such as hairspray, sunscreen, hand sanitizer, chlorine, and cleaning products. In other words, it would be the worst possible material to sit on. Right. In the end, it looks like they're going full circle back to leather that would be tanned with vegetable oil instead of chemicals. And finally, they state, if they were not used in this type of process, these hides would have been disposed of with a significant impact on the environment, but in all actuality, in a supply and demand economy, just make all leather products a little cheaper. Merry Christmas to you and the crew, Bob. That's amazing. These 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 cars have vegan leather seats, and it turns out they're not working out well because vegan leather isn't leather, and it tends to just uh, disappear if you try to wipe it clean. Right. I uh, I was wondering about that because I wonder how many people are gonna start tur- <laughs> start turning on Tesla because of Elon's um, handlings with social media right now. Because I know the stock. I tried to lower the curtain and it got hung up on the chair, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we're capturing this for video purposes because that'll really help me out later today. But Tesla's stock has plummeted. In yeah. the in the past couple of months, solely because of Elon's dealings with social media. Well, why? Because the precious uh, libs on uh, yes. TikTok or what, what do you call Twitter? It? Twitter, uh, they don't like what he's doing. They think he's mean, and so therefore his car company's suffering. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you see the latest? I did he, not. He offered up a survey over oh, yeah. the weekend asking Twitter followers if he should step down as the spokesperson. 
or no, not as a spokesperson, as the guy that's running the company. And uh, it was a resounding yes. You you should you should step away. To which he's going to say, "Great, thanks for the advice. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to stay right here." Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not following it. I, you have no thoughts on that matter. I have less interest in Twitter than I do in the World Cup. Okay. The World Cup was decided by a shootout. That's very euphorian, isn't it? It's very fair, isn't it? I thought they were both deserving champions. <gasps> They should have given out two golds. Should have given out two yeah. trophies with which to make obscene gestures. <laughs> uh, why am I hearing something? I don't I'm know. hearing a whining or a buzz. Is it me or Kenny? It's just kind of a high pitch. I haven't even been whining. You hear it now? Yeah. Have you been Matamidi? Have you been, were you born and raised in Matamidi? Really? Talking to the mic as long as I'm asking you a question. Yep. Right there, right there, that oh, mic. Yeah. Born and raised there, went to St. Jude's. Well, did we know each other? Um, I think I knew you. You're young, much younger. You're younger. Siblings. I bet you did. Yeah. Did you go to Mighty Mia High School? I did, nine through high school. What year did you graduate? 1973. Well, you're a kid. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I met your sister over in White Bear, and she's the one that found the first tattoo I did. Really? Mm-hmm. Lifelong Matamidi. Did you grow up on the lake? We were a few blocks off. Okay. Did you use that public beach on the east shore? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, well, I, by, right by your house. I grew up next to it. I know. I know. And my old man always feared exactly what's come true, that it's now uh, basically become a marina Mm-hmm. And a paved parking lot, yep. and very uh, stately restrooms and dressing rooms or whatever. Well, but when I was a kid, and even when you were a kid, that was just a quaint little, uh, beautiful, you know, sand parking lot and a nice dock with a diving tower. I was trying to remember of the place that used to be right before you went out on. And I'm sorry, I have brain fart now with all this going on. Yeah. Um, but that's where my dad and I used to go down. Okay. And fish. Yeah. And they had you could get some like some pop or chips. Oh, Saint Germain's. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What Little, side of the lake are we talking? Saint Germain's was on the extreme northeast corner of the lake. Okay. Little green shanty, and you rent a boat. Oh, and there was a big pond back there. I'm yeah. Sure the northerns cool. would come through there in right. the spring. Right. Because that lake is stream fed. Yep. Yep. I'll be damned. What a small world. Now, I've seen you at all these events over the years. Now we got a bear hanging around there. Really? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the one your brother called you about? A bear? On White Bear. Yeah, you saw it over on the White Bear Lake, right? I never saw a bear. No, but your brother called you about yeah. it or texted you about it. Because you brought it up on the show. I remember that. It's been in my yard twice. It's tore down the Oh, boy. Yeah. Went after somebody's uh, bee thing. Really? Went after the neighbor's. And it's around. The bears have yeah. seen it. It's probably about a two-year-old. It'll be around again. All are welcome here. You know, my old man. Oh, you I know, think for, it's cool. <laughs> my old man for years was on the uh, the village council. Oh yeah. And I was his campaign manager. I remember. <laughs> you ta- I remember you talking about. Yeah, that. and the way he'd operate, he, we we would drive down Matamidi Avenue, and he'd see a nice tree, and he'd say, "Go pound one on that tree there." Didn't even bother to knock at the homeowner's door. Nah, just put up just the sign. Just put the damn sign up so these motorists can see it. <laughs> Were these All the right. same signs that flew off the vehicle? No, that was a different. That's what he had his uh, million-dollar idea to 
to sell magnetic signs. There we go. And he made them in the garage, and he put one on the car, and he said, give it a test drive. And I went out, and I sped up and down 36. When I came back, there was no sign. He said, how'd it go? Where's the sign? I said, it's in the median on Highway 36 and 61. <laughs> but boom, boom, boom. Didn't hold up very well. It didn't. Well. wasn't no. very good. If you had Halloween back there, you took your kids trick-or-treating, but you brought your little... Oh, yeah. Looker shot with you. You got your little... Oh, hell. <laughs> well, you know what? That's even true in the sustainable urban core. That's not unique to Matamidae. I missed this story over the weekend, and I'm certainly glad you boys pointed it out. Two months after Abdul Jahabar Hussein and his wife were charged with stealing millions of dollars from a federal meals program... Hussein's Minneapolis daycare center continues to collect public funds aimed at helping low-income families afford childcare, hmm. and this was in yesterday's Star Tribune. I'm glad they they wrote it. Hussein's Future Scholars Childcare has collected more than 1.3 million in subsidies from the Minnesota Department of Human Services since 2018. The department acknowledged last week in response to inquiries from the Star Tribune. His wife, Mekfira Hussein, collected another sixty-eight grand in Medicaid money from 2020 to 2022 at Forever Friendship Adult Daycare in St. Paul. Wait a minute. Adult daycare? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Altogether, DHS is shelled out. Oh, man. Okay. Can we go through this again? Wow. Altogether, DHS has shelled out at least $22 million in the past five years to 11 daycare centers that were owned or managed by 14 people who've been indicted in the food fraud scam. Wow. What did the Somalis figure out so quickly? What the hell? They got off the plane and said, these people are idiots? Yep. We can scam them forever? Yep. Well, it's doesn't it, though... What the hell is this? Doesn't this go back? Because when I read this story, the first thought that came to mind was something that we broached a while back on this. There has to be some type of insider information that they had, meaning someone on the inside was giving them, hey, giving them a tip. No, I'm getting closer and closer to giving my reason for why this is happening. I just never have stated it. In a, in a simple sentence before. Okay. Let me let me continue. Altogether, DHS has shelled out at least $22 million in the past five years to 11 daycare centers that were owned or managed by 14 people who have been indicted on federal charges uh, in the Feeding Our Future scandal of defrauding the meals program, according to a Star Tribune review of Secretary of State filings and DHA's payment records. And as much as I've had my fun ripping newspapers, I, I'm so grateful to uh, the Star Tribune and Jeffrey Matrot for keeping this up. Good for them. You must stay on it every day. DHO, DHS officials said they are reviewing ties to everyone charged in the federal meals program but added they can't ban anyone from participating in the department's programs based on unrelated fraud allegations. So in other words, you, uh, you're, you're indicted on a fraud allegation, but it's unrelated to your daycare situation, so you can't be denied the application for money. That's how it works. Right. Six of the 11 are still receiving funds. 
what a system we got here. This is solely because these are Somalis. These people have been put through so many equity, inclusion, and diversity programs that they do they no longer have, have the capability to say of a Somali that the person's a crook. They can't do it. Department of Human Services? MTM, it was called. MTM. And we dealt with these people that were wanting to take care of our people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Though some legislators praised the department for addressing weaknesses later identified by the legislative auditor, others say DHS continues to struggle with attacking potential fraud. Why is it a struggle, I wonder? You're, you're stealing the money. How difficult is that? Well, and, and they say... The struggle to who? To whom? To who? The people in the DHS. But it's again, it's because the buck doesn't stop anywhere. They don't know how to combat this. Representative Mary Franzen, the leading Republican on the House committee that oversees daycare, said DHS has not moved quickly enough to cut off daycare funds to the alleged meal program fraudsters. She pointed out that the State Department of Education immediately suspended payments to Feeding Our Future, and another sponsor in the meals program on Jan 20, the day feds announced they had executed several search warrants. Meanwhile, six of the 11 daycares with ties to the food fraud continue to receive public daycare assistance. DHS officials, including Commissioner Jody Harpstead and Inspector General Kulani Mati, declined interview requests. Is anyone going to be held accountable of course for not. this? No, of course not. Is anyone not. going to get fired? You know, the question, so adult daycare is, a, is something new. Is this for people that have disabilities, that I, have... I suppose. I don't know. Okay. What do I know? DHS has released a statement uh, explaining why they can't take action. Keep keep going, Joe. You'll see it. DHS officials, uh, including Commissioner Harp, says... Uh, Okay, in response to questions from the Star Tribune, DHS said it is actively evaluating the involvement in its programs by all 50 people indicted in the meal scandal. Department officials declined to give details about when their investigation started, but said they have not yet cut off any payments or booted out any of the 11 centers from programs that provide financial support to daycares. So far, five of the 50 people charged in the meals case have pleaded guilty to federal criminal charges. Three of those people owned or managed daycares that received millions of dollars in public funding. Here comes the explanation, this paragraph okay. right here. All right. You two clowns over there, you got to keep it down. <laughs> Welcome to the club. In a written statement, DHF officials said they cannot take action against a provider's license or public assistance program enrolled based solely on allegation of fraud in a program not overseen by DHS. Yeah, okay. However, if DHS became aware of fraud allegations against a provider, we would begin our own investigation. Mm -hmm. You're all full of BS, and Mm -hmm. the buck never stops. None of you people are responsible, and none of you people are behaving competently. Attorney Deborah Hillstrom, who represents Abdul-Jabbar Hussein said DHS officials have not questioned any of the payments to future scholars' child care or asked for her client for any additional records related to his billing requests. She said the $1.3 million his daycare received was 
absolutely legitimate. Well, we don't know that. Let me let me let me introduce something that even makes this more terribly complicated. These same incompetent people, taken as a whole, are sitting on eighteen billion dollars of your surplus taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. And, and if if we don't have an uprising and get that money back and lower taxes, this will continue. Mm-hmm. This is the devastating consequences of one-party rule. These people have no, have absolutely no, act like they have absolutely no responsibility to us. I, I feel like we're the only people talking in, in this manner. I'm though. with Kenny. Yeah, no, nobody is saying what, what we're saying, Joe. Nobody. Well, the Star Tribune's reporting it, and I congratulate and them. And Joe, think of this. No, I, I mean in regards to the uh, the... The surplus. They got so bold with this type of activity that once the the COVID money, COVID relief money was available, they went bonanza with it. So how long can this be traced back to this fraud, daycare fraud, whatever else? Since since the beginning. And the Somalis have a history of daycare fraud. Right. Uh, And is it your wokeism? Is it your uh, fear of racism that prevents you from calling out the Somalis as the bad guys here? All the above. What have they figured out so quickly that they could take advantage of the fact that you would be afraid to confront them? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're Mm -hmm. worried about pronouns in this country. No, in this state. Well, you're right in this country, country. too. But this is the hotbed for this type of activity here in this state. This is... This is outrage. Attorney Deborah Hillstrom, who represents... I read that. In the meals fraud case, Abdul-Jabbar Hussein and McFira Hussein were indicted for falsely claiming to feed as many as 5,000 children a day, and we didn't confront them. No, they're doing it. Through their nonprofit, Shamisa... Hopes. Well, the pref- prefix is right. Sham. Shamisa hopes. <laughs> Obtaining about $8 million in federal funds. Wow. The charges allege most of the money was diverted for their personal use, including paying off the mortgage on their Shakopee home. A lot of the rest of the story just reiterates what we've already learned uh, with a whole bunch of phony explanations thrown in from people who should have been uh, watching over this, including the auditor's office. My God, we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. No, we've been in trouble for a long time. We're just finally figuring it out. The people of this state have to take action. We're being robbed, hoodwinked, and fleeced. But, again, by whom? Who's going to take action? Well, Everybody that holds office right now is a liberal. Well, there's a Republican legislature. Well, okay, true. I mean, half of it, isn't it? Half. What do we got, half the Senate or half the House? Well, not for long. Yeah. It's really uplifting. Well, while you still have some more, while you still have your own money, (laughs) and, and, and all of it has not been taken yet, get out to EcoFund and do your Christmas shopping. I'm going to go to my credit union and see what I've got left. Hold on. Get the money you have left and get out to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville for the greatest Christmas gifts you could possibly want 
all electric bikes, 200 bucks off, all scooters, 100 to 100 to 500 dollars off. And, you know, and they actually have to be responsible to somebody. They audit and everything. They they can't. They just can't. No. Know. Yeah. It's a winter sale. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock ready for Christmas morning. The uh, electric fuel-injected golf carts are $1,000 off. There's full-size adult ATVs with winches and steel snow, snow blades. 0% interest for financing for one year on all products in stock. Clothing, helmets, apparel, great service. These are really great people. They've been with us from the beginning. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35E. And in Burnsville on the county on the uh, service road near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Tragically hip. I love this one that he did. So. I didn't think I had a seafoam story, but then I realized I did. The wrenching nephews um, got my other snowblower, the uh, the little bastard. It's a single stage. <laughs> they got that thing running exactly 12 months ago. It had been sitting around for a few years, hadn't used it. Uh, they got it running. They put seafoam in the tank before we put it away, and uh, I dug it out over the weekend. I thought, oh, this is going to be dreadful. She started on the third pull, <laughs> and they reminded me that they had put seafoam in the tank. So uh, it's just another victory for using seafoam. You, you don't have to drain the gas tanks anymore if you use seafoam. Seafoam lets us live our best lives, the lazy life, <laughs> the life that lets us just, you know, ah, one of those deals. And thankfully, we can find it anywhere. I don't care. If the convenience store is closed, go over to the NAC hardware store. If the hardware store, go to the grocery store. You find this stuff everywhere. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. The best thing going for us, Seafoam. Let's recap. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that. Tragically Hip, recorded in about 2016. (laughs) If the lawyers are listening, it's Dylan Height, recorded in September. The uh, let's recap. Uh, we have a quarter of a billion dollar food fraud fraud scam scam involving Somalis. That was preceded by some daycare scams involving Somalis, and now we're learning that Somalis involved in the food scam are still receiving money for their daycare scams. Right. And we have yet to hear a word from anyone on high. Mm -hmm. But the oversight falls under two different government bodies, correct? Right. Department of Human Services and Minnesota Department of Education. And if you remember, during one of the debates, this was brought up between Jim Schultz and Keith Ellison. And Ellison said, if reelected, his office will prosecute this to the fullest extent of the law. Well, he's lying. Of course he is. The problem here is that we're governed by a fellow Walls with just no depth to him, uh, no substance. Uh, A responsible CEO would be stepping forward and saying, this is unconscionable. These are my people. I'm going to take responsibility for this. Heads are going to roll. 
this cannot be happening. Uh, we don't hear a word from him. We don't hear a word of apology. We don't hear a word of, of anything except obfuscation. Well, we can't say anything because the FBI is investigating. We can't say anything because of this or that. These are your people, Walls. They're robbing us blind, and you are too weak to say anything uh, because you would have to be speaking harshly against a, a community that you would probably consider marginalized. Who cares? The Somalis are the ones causing this ripoff. You know, Not the, all Somalis, of course. Right. Select Somalis. Select groups of Somalis are yeah. ripping these, the people of Minnesota off. And Walls, you don't do a thing. You don't say a thing. You don't represent us. The um, Somalian president was in town last Friday. Yeah. I wonder if this came up. It would have been a good chance to ask him his secret. What are you telling these people before they get here? Because, man, are they clever. Mm-hmm. Isn't, I think he's newly elected. Yeah. And then, like you stated before the break, to make it worse, we're sitting on all this cash that belongs to us, and they're talking about doling it out when they should be giving every cent back. Because if you don't, that just means the government will grow by $17.6 billion biannually. You will invent programs that need funding in perpetuity. You'll then throw up your hands in astonishment and say, I guess this is why we have to raise your taxes. And and to show what a genius Walls is, we discussed this on both GL a week ago today and the Krabby Coffee Shop. He's marketing to the citizens of Florida where they don't have an income tax to move on up to Minnesota and work in Minnesota uh, because uh, we have uh, the money to uh, pay for uh, this, that, and the other. Or it's going to be below zero for the next 10 days. Come on up. Come on up. Enjoy the weather. We're going to overtax you and keep every cent of it. It's a great state. Come on. You know when you said that, Kenny, a week or two ago, whenever that was? I thought, come on. So I looked it up. This he couldn't have been advised that this was a good idea. So, Chris, we did the whole hour on this on Krabby, but we put a fun spin on it, but uh, and left politics out. But it's all about politics, of course it is. But yeah, it, but yeah. what marketing idiot? What is? Hey, I got a great idea. Yeah. Let's go to Florida <laughs> and urge people to move to Minnesota in December, where it's warm and they don't have oh income tax. <laughs> Who is? Uh, you know, I I have the. Uh, our streets, Minneapolis gang in mind. Mm-hmm. You think they're bothered by this story? No. Okay, but we need to know why they wouldn't be. Now, for all I know, they are. But let's let's, for the sake of argument, conclude that a they're maybe not even aware of it, and b if they are, they're not bothered. Let's just play play that for an argument. They're not bothered. Why? Oh, I think it's uh, it's c. They know about it. They love it. And like I said on the Krabby Show, you know, my my move was we got to get a piece of this. Yeah, how can we get? We ours? were gonna. Uh, my idea was we're gonna start an ad agency and we're gonna rob the people of Minnesota blind. We got to get some money uh, on this uh, or get our hands on some of this money. If you and don't, I th- go ahead. I think that's what the streets people are probably thinking. Let's get a chunk. I think I have a different thought. I think what they're thinking is. This is part and parcel to their agenda of completely undermining the way conventional America has worked. 
The mystery doesn't care if fraud is pulled off, if the fraud is pulled off by the right people who are ripping off the right people. Sure. So now the right people would be Somalis, and they're stealing from a bunch of Finlanders and Norwegians and Swedes who uh, naively continue to believe in capitalism and pay their taxes. And the people uh, who have formed activist groups uh, that are products of the failed academy and have absolutely no worldly ability to make a legitimate living probably think this is fine because it helps bring about the ruin of everything that much faster. And what are we going to continue to see knowing that there's $18 billion of play money? No one looks at that as... In the activist world, anyway, the what activist do world doesn't look at that as well. The Minnesota taxpayer has been spending too, or has been overtaxed. They look at it as an available chunk of of pie yeah, yeah. that I got to get some of. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what exactly what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got the coexist bumper on your Tesla with its vegan seats, and you have a beautiful home uh, somewhere in Minneapolis. And you've got a couple of kids, but you're just eating this up. You're just eating this liberalism up right and left. You, you need to wake up to the fact that you're being fleeced. You're being taken to the cleaners. You're going to wake up one day and realize you've been duped. And if you don't realize you've been duped now, uh, you're running out of time to realize you've been duped. We're being taken by a, a, a mysterious... What's the word I want? Uh, uh, an organization of complicit groups that have resulted in forming a mystery that is undoing the way America has always worked. Would yes. you like an email from the town council? Uh, sure. Can we wait? Can Go, ahead. We, Go ahead, Kenny. Uh, oh, I, I want to make something clear about our streets. I don't remember seeing anything in the articles we read and all the research we did about them trying to get their hands on a piece of the state budget surplus. Oh, what they no, were no, doing no, was no. trying to find room in the Minneapolis budget uh, to take care of these sidewalks and whatnot. And, for, and, and from my point of view, they were just making us further dependent on government to take care of us. Well, and they're also anti-fossil fuels. The Part of their agenda would be to eliminate the personal automobile. So are they going to shovel these sidewalks with shovels? They're not going to use a snowblower or a skid loader with a blower on they it? They won't, but they will expect someone else to. Right. Yes, Chris. Uh, Hans weighs in via the town council. This is a decent point because I think this ties in with a story you were going to bring up Friday, but we never had the chance to get to it, talking about fraud in Minnesota. I think the reason a number of groups are not bothered with it is they may look at it as a form of reparations slash socialism. I think that's a decent point. But why should Somalis who've lived here for 10 minutes, uh, why should they be excused if that's the reason? Because this is what they believe they're owed. But they're not owed a damn thing. I agree. I'm just saying that's their mindset. Well, I have reparations on the agenda today Mm. coming up. But I'm not done with the food fraud, the daycare fraud. We are short of leadership. Walls, you must act like a leader. And I just don't think he's going to. No. How about why would, why would you expect him an to? entire new arm of government <laughs> that only deals with fraud cases in this state? No, because I know you're being facetious, <laughs> but they will become as large and unwieldy and burdensome as the Department of Education Fra- and the Department of Human a- Services. And fraud, fraud would quadruple. Right. <laughs> fraud would only increase. Right. 
because you're creating another department in which fraud could be manipulated. The fraud department. The fraud department is itself fraudulent. Somebody call the fraud department. (laughs) But really, uh, the, the Minnesotans, as you look around at your friends and neighbors, and many of them are buying this woke BS, Mm -hmm. uh, is there any way you can convince them how they're being fleeced? Is there any way you can convince them that their tax money is being used fraudulently? If you had to put your finger on the pulse, in all seriousness, what percentage of the tax-paying public of this state of Minnesota has any idea that this case exists? Well, right now, today. 10%. Oh, that's high. I, I was think way so. High. I, 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 I'd hope so. Is that a function of not following the news? Yes. Is, is it a function of not reading newspapers? Yes. Not caring. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. it a function of who gives a bleep? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The who gives a bleep part is what needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And the and the eyes being opened and everything, we all are in agreement on that. The problem is, I keep saying this, if it didn't happen last November, when is it going to? Right. It won't. You know who's really mad about this? All the mungs that came over and went right to work. They're like, what the hell? We missed out. And what actually the follow the rules. They follow the rules. They work their asses off. They're struggling like but all the other immigrants to this country. How about black Americans who tow the mark and struggle At, and pay their taxes same, and same. send their kids to school and feed same. them themselves? There's yep. even a, wasn't it the Sahan Journal that there was even an, a, a group of Somalians who were just as outraged about this yeah, story? That's, why, this, that's why the story came about. It was broke You're by right. a, yes. a Somali guy. You're right. Who refused to partake in it, right? Wasn't right. that the bit? Right. He yeah. said, no, 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 I'm not. He's going, where, where did they get the money for this car, this house? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, he's it's the a, one that tuned us into it. It's a major example of the Mysterians, in this case, making a group of Somalis less than. Mm-hmm. They apparently expect this. They don't have any intention of, uh, it'll be gotten to the bottom of through the federal judicial system slowly and carefully uh, but there is nothing currently that would prevent the governor of Minnesota from calling a press conference and pounding his fist on the podium and saying I'm embarrassed this is ridiculous this is my administration these frauds can't continue would that be an admission of guilt on his part though well he's probably not guilty of any fraud uh, but, I guess his administration. But, his, but you're right, Joe. He should be screaming at the Department right. of Education and DHS and yeah. anybody else who doles out money like that. And then whoever was ahead of the Department of Education uh, two weeks ago retired and oh. walked away and would not grant any interviews. What's her name? Well, I'm sure Whatever. that was coincidental. No, it was entirely on purpose. How'd you like to be a Somali right now, busting your ass, trying, yeah. you know, trying to... <laughs> like like Bush said, put food on your family. Right. And now you've got this blanket indictment against all Somalis when it's just a handful of jackasses. Are you talking about Jan Malcolm? Uh, no, Department of Education. Oh, uh, I'm her, sorry. Her name escapes me. But Claire Wilson. Uh, that that's not ringing a bell. Okay. She just retired. Retired Department of Education head about two or three weeks ago. A top official from Minnesota's in bed. She walked away and never said a peep. Okay, I'm trying to find. And it's it her here. fault. She's got to be complicit in this. Uh, Catherine, uh, Mary Catherine Ricker. No, Jesus, God in heaven, <laughs> We're it can't be that here. difficult. Uh, Department of Education. God Almighty. 
chair head. Uh, Why don't you look it up yourself, yeah. you bastard? Um, <laughs> Doctor. Hey. I'm not saying a word till you find. No, the you name. can't do that to us. Uh, the Department of a, Education. A number of heads resigned. Among them, the Department of Education. The head of the story. And and she never said a peep. Just Heather Mueller. Heather Mueller. Thank you. It only took a half bleep huh. an hour. Heather Mueller. Got it. And I she's probably she in down. Florida right now, enjoying her state pension that you're paying for. But she was complicit in allowing a $250 million scam to exist. I'm not saying she uh, took any money. I don't think the, any of them took any money. They just are so precious and so full of their brainwashed equity, inclusion, and diversity seminars that they just didn't have it in them to hold a person of a different skin color accountable for criminal activity. When I looked her up, I pulled up the page of her and her team. Please allow me to read her bio. As Minnesota's Education Commissioner, Dr. Heather Mueller heads an agency of more than 450 employees charged with the mission of improving educational achievement for children from pre-K through grade 12, adult education library services. Dr. Mueller works closely with Governor Tim Walz to promote a wide variety of education policies and initiatives focused on closing the achievement gap, supporting high-quality teaching, using innovative strategies to improve educational outcomes, and you ensuring know, all students graduate. She worked in the Mankato district where Walls and his wife both worked Yep. when she, when she was uh, the head down there. Wow. Okay. Well, we got a lot of titles on this page, Joe. 450 people. Yep. And, and the way it had to work is the... Uh, you know, Hussein uh, fills out an application for his uh, feeding kids program, and it comes through the, God knows the uh, process it would have to go through when it gets to the Minnesota Department of Education, but it ultimately got to some clerk's desk. And they're looking at it, and they're saying, wow, this guy fed 5,000 people. He needs a million seven. Okay, stamps it. Okay. Yep. And then they have to go to the depart. They have to go to the uh, U.S. Department of uh, Agriculture mm -hmm. to get the money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the someone at the Department of Agriculture looks at it and says, "Geez, these guys in Minnesota are really feeding a lot of kids." He stamps it. Yep. Or she stamps it. Then a check for a million seven gets sent to the Department of Education. That gets stamped. Where does this go? Oh, that's uh, rooting. Uh, that's rooting B three section C. Okay. So then it goes down to the clerk that that stamped it in the first place, and then uh, Hussein gets the money. No one stopped in this whole process to say, "Hold up, where is he feeding five thousand kids?" I, I think they did the opposite. They were patting themselves on the back, saying, "Oh, we're doing a lot of good here." You idiots. <laughs> Well, it's in this little office building that some creepy guy with a brown coat keeps looking in on. That's where we're feeding these kids. I'm telling you, I'm telling you exactly why, and this I'm being very serious. This is why you need an estate plan. No kidding. For Macburg Lammers. Because you want these people to handle your stuff? No. They'll screw it up and they'll screw your family in the process. Eckberg Lammers is one of the greatest law firms in the metro and western Wisconsin. They've been doing estate plans for individuals, businesses, and municipalities for more than 70 years, estate and succession planning, business law, business succession planning, because the same way with a business. 
You got a business, you're going to move on. You got to have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted so the people in getting the business have a smooth, smooth transition. Especially you small business owners, you have to plan for this. It's no different than a family. You have to plan for it so your family isn't left with a big mess that ends up in the hands of these bureaucrats who maybe the best intention people in the world, they can't help but screw it up because there's too many of them. It's too much. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. You work too hard to build up your company, your small business, your family's pile of stuff. Handle it smoothly with Eckberg Lammers law team. Call Eckberg Lammers and make an appointment. I don't care how old you are. This needs to be done. And then you put it someplace in the house where it's safe. And then when you move on, boom, there it is. <laughs> Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Reavers here once again for Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. Now's the time if you've been thinking about making the switch because my friends at Hofferman offer sales, service, and rental for Kinetical water treatment systems that includes water softeners, iron rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. You get that new system from Kinetical and you are in the driver's seat because a new system from Kinetical can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but that new system from Kinetical, it's going to protect your appliances. Bad water is going to affect almost every aspect of your home. I'm a living example. I had awful water at my previous residence, so I made the call to Hofferman, and boy, I did that, and my showers became better. So did my laundry and, of course, my drinking water. So please do me a favor. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today, 952-894-4040, or just visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Oh, did what did Uncle Joe say? I think he said something about putting valuable paperwork from Eckbird Lammers in a safe place. Did did he say that? I, I did. So. I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, and that's where Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe comes in. And just in time for the season, uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe giving us the gift of savings all month long. 10% in-store and website wide through the end of December on all Liberty safes. Pop on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com to see the whole lineup there. You already know all the basics. Uh, they're the best in the business made right here in the States. Transferable lifetime warranties. Uh, best fire protection, and then Rich is throwing in professional delivery and installation, which as adults we're obligated to get 10% off the entire Liberty lineup all December, both in-store and on the website at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Two not necessarily unrelated items that help us account for the uh, problems with fraud in the government. Too many people going to the government from the failed academy. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Joe. I'm going to start with please do not share my name. Just refer to me as concerned employee. I have been a listener for as long as I can remember, and this has been a place of sanity for me as the world has evolved into the chaos we live in today. I apologize 
that this email will not be as eloquent as many of your emails are, but I will do my best to get my message across. First, a little about me. I'm a hardworking American. I have worked as a district employee for 28 years. I will keep my role private to protect my identity. Along with this job, I believe he means a school district employee. Along with this job, I have been a full-time coach for 20 years. I have watched policies come in and out through the years and kept my head down and did my job and kept student growth as my goal. Recently, I was asked to sit on an equity team, which meets once a month. We are asked to watch numerous videos and read articles about racism prior to the meeting. I will list some below. Whiteness. Watch the four embedded videos in the article. Deconstructing white privilege. White men. How to discover your cultural blind spots. Watch how studying privilege systems can strengthen compassion. The facilitator opened with the concept of time and how this is a whiteness culture. As they said this, I heard you in the back of my head. There has to be some GLers out there in the school that can push back. This voice of my own questioning nature and internal desire to always push back replied, is it being on time a personal thing? We all have friends who are traditionally late and ones who are always 15 minutes early. The facilitator said it is still an accepted form of whiteness to be on time. My reply, what about other cultures that value being on time as a sign of respect? The Japanese, for instance, the facilitator. Where did you get that? They got it from the white colonialist culture. At this point, I was in shock. Isn't this white supremacy? They said the quiet part out loud. Then another staff of mixed, then another staff of mixed race states, have you heard of CP time? My response, I have no clue what that is and honestly never heard of it in my life prior to that moment. The staff member told me it means colored people time. They all laughed and I stopped for a minute and said, well, wait, isn't that perpetuating a stereotype? The staff member, in the staff member's defense, she did agree. Then I said, it isn't hard to ride the, uh, the line on this topic because it is buried in stereotypes. Facilitator response, let's move on from time. There is even more I should share, but mm. I felt this intersection told enough of the story. Joe and crew, thank you. I will do my best and push back when I can. So time, what else have we learned is white? Uh, everything's white. Well, yeah, I was going to say, where do you want to start? Grades are white. Two plus two equals four is white. Time is white. Uh, I, I know a lot of black guys who wear watches. But how are you supposed to in any way get ahead in life if, if you continually drum up this kind of stuff? Well, it's, 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 resu- it's conspiring to keep people down. You can't you can't flourish with this kind of nonsense in your in your thinking. You just can't flourish. But how can you think as someone that's coming up with this type of agenda? How can you think that this is going to be beneficial to anybody? Can I launch into a sidebar tirade? Sure. Mm-hmm. Did they really use did the, the person in that story that email really use the phrase colored people time? Yes, according to this email, colored people, people of color, how is that any different? And I don't think it is, in my mind, from the Jim Crow era term, colored. Well, exactly. And no one does more of a disservice to people of color than liberals. They're mean-spirited people. They've brought us back to the Jim Crow era where it was colored and whites, whites only, colored only. 
why are they insisting on calling people of calling them people of color or now according to what you just read colored people yeah these are hypocritical uh mean-spirited people god that really bugs me a staff member of mixed race states have you heard of cp time my response wow. my response i have no clue what that is and honestly never heard of it in my life prior to that moment i believe the guy you know why i believe him because he hasn't spent his life trying to be woke <coughs> well, maybe I'm trying to be too woke, but it, it just does, you know, they finally got us to use African-American, which rightfully so, they should have, or even just black people. But How about just people? Just human beings. Because Mysterians don't like people. But yet again, we're just going to continue to cycle through. All of this stuff that's not getting us anywhere. That's the failed academy. Now we turn to the city of New York for the failed academy. Students at an elite private university in New York City are occupying a campus building with the demand that they all be given A grades. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the original reason for the new school, that's a, that's what it's called, the new that's school. The name of the school is the mm-hmm. new school. Mm-hmm. The original reason for the new school occupation, which began on December 8, was to support striking faculty members who were lobbying for higher wages and better health care. Though the faculty strike has since been resolved, a letter of demands now calls for A grades for all students. It says in part, we demand that every student receives a final course grade of A, as well as the removal of IZ grades for the fall 2022 semester. The letter insisted attendance shall have no bearing on course grade. According to the new school website, an I grade is a temporary incomplete and a Z grade is an unofficial withdrawal. They want to get rid of those. The letter also states that occupying students demand a refund for the loss of instructional time due to the strike and that this tuition refund will be proportional to the duration of the semester during which the strike is in effect. Hmm. Students are also calling for the resignations of the school's president, provost, vice president, and the disbandment of the board of trustees. Other demands include a tuition freeze from 2023 to 2028. As reported by the Daily Caller, students are also demanding for the university president's house to be treated as communal property. (laughs) Dean Wormer's house. Yeah. (laughs) Assistant Vice President of Communications and Public Affairs, Amy Malson, commented to Fox News on the... and, And you know what? The conventional news gathering organizations don't report this stuff. This isn't in the New York Times that I could find. It's in the New York Post... It's in Fox. Assistant Vice President of Communications and Public Affairs Amy Malson commented to Fox News Digital on the unbiding, on the unfolding situation. The university supports peaceful free expression by our students, and we are listening closely to all of our students' concerns. Uh, in other words, she didn't give an answer. She indicated that faculty retain autonomy about how to conduct and grade their courses. There are approximately 10 thousand students at new school tuition is $26,854 a semester or $51,900 for a full year 
According to New School's About page, About Us, the university is committed to developing students who will have an impact on the world and address the most pressing social issues of our time. Well, they won't be able to because they're miserably failing. I'm it just adds, looking at their Wikipedia page. This it, is juicy. It adds that this effort is bolstered by the university's Office of Equity, Inclusion, and Social Justice, sure. which is committed to fostering an equitable, inclusive, and socially just environment for our community. Social justice battles have become heated at many universities across the country. In 2021, a fed-up dad pulled his daughter out of Herschel School. Maybe that was for Herschel Walker. <laughs> an elite New York City private school and moved her to Florida after becoming frustrated with the focus on race-related curriculum. Harvey Goldman told Fox and Friends first that uh, little children don't need to feel bad about the color of their skin. Well, of course they don't, but they're being made to by these mean-spirited people. They're mean. What do you got? Would you like the endowment for the new school? Well, I don't know how they could have one. They're brand new. No, no, no. They've been around for a long time, Joe. I'm sorry. The New School is a private research university in New York City. It was founded in 1919 as... Oh, for God's sake. ...the New School for Social Research. Oh, boy. This goes back mm. that far, huh? Their endowment, as of 2020, 103 anyway, years. $393.5 million. Boy, oh, boy. That's pretty good. One of their demands uh, was uh, they want their money back for when uh, teachers were on strike. Do you still have that paper? That was the one I agreed with. Yeah. That was the only one I agreed with. Yeah. Um, teachers were evidently out on strike. Students are still paying. They shouldn't have to pay. They want, to, they want pay for loss of instructional time. My they, favorite part was the fact that uh, attendance shouldn't be factored into your grade. Right. That was pretty good. They want pay or they want to be reimbursed for what they paid? Uh, Probably both. Uh, because there's no reason to pay for something if okay, you're not here, getting here, it. Okay, here, 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 here. Right. The letter also states that occupying students demand a refund for the loss of instructional time due to the strike and that this tuition refund will be proportional to the duration of the semester during which the strike is in effect. Yeah, that, that works for me, but everything else was BS. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a brand new school. See, it's called the new school. See, it threw yeah. you off. It was the name. Really so this is the off. old new school is what this is. This well, is an old new school. They went yeah. through a, I'm looking at it here, they went through a rebranding in 2015, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying Didn't to... This- the suicide commando said the new wave is the old wave because we've known it all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in addition to a new logo, the school announced that it was combining College of Music, new school for jazz and contemporary music, and a new school for drama, pun intended, apparently, uh, into the College of Performing Arts. Yeah. Good stuff. Send your kid to college. The failed academy is at the root of... Of all our problems, it's interesting to note that Walls, our governor, what comes from the academy. I think he was a fourth grade social studies teacher. I'm just seeing a room full of pictures of steam shovels and stuff and fire trucks on the wall. <laughs> Is this irony? When I pulled up the Minnesota Department of Education's executive team, which included now... Uh, Departed Heather Mueller. Thank you very much. On this list of uh, higher-ups... Hey, call ups. Heather Mueller. See if she wants to come on and talk to the fellas. Hold on one Nobody second. Nobody knows where she is. 
On the executive team, Joe, is a gentleman by the name of Adash Amuni. Uh, he is the director of government relations. Huh. Which I find interesting. I wonder why you need a director of government relations when you're in the government. As director of government relations, Dr. Adash Umani serves as the primary liaison between the state legislature and the Minnesota Department of Education. He is responsible for monitoring all state and federal legislative activity relating to early childhood and K-12 education in Minnesota. Is there any uh, listing, I don't want you to spend a considerable amount of time on it, is there any employee uh, responsible for watching money? We've got a equity, diversity, and inclusion center. Of course, director. you do. That's where you learn that Somalis couldn't possibly commit a crime. We have a director of the Office of American Indian Education. All right. We have a human resources director. Sure. Chief financial officer. You'd think that person might be interested. Well, that's Denise Anderson. As chief financial officer, Denise is responsible for providing leadership and oversight of the financial, administrative, budgeting, and risk management functions. Really? I think Denise needs to have a little press conference. Do you want her bio? <laughs> yeah. Who is Denise? Denise is the... We know that. she's respond- Denise comes to the department with extensive experience in state government financial leadership. Really? And has been a part-time lecturer at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management, teaching undergraduate and graduate introductory finance accounting courses. She holds a CPA... Uh, an active certificate and earned a master's degree in finance and a bachelor's degree in accounting, both from the University of Minnesota Carlson School well, she of Management. Well, uh, she sounds very qualified. <laughs> yeah. And you know damn well what she'd say if you confronted her. That's not my department. She also serves as the commissioner's appointee on the Teachers Retirement Association Board of Trustees. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's one big super group, isn't it? It's a, it's a big club. And uh, no one takes responsibility for anything. And their ultimate boss, who is the governor, has never said a word. Uh, it's a it's a, a complete theft from the taxpayers of the state of Minnesota. Boy, this we've is got, theft. We have three different assistant commissioners on this. These board. people are stealing our money. I don't think it's uh, hyperbole. These people are stealing your money. And then when they get caught, they're stepping down. This is a great club. And they don't have to interview. No. I I didn't grant you one. That person would be not here anymore. Where did I go wrong? (sighs) Why are we sitting here? (laughs) Doing a podcast. No kidding. Big news, Gator Hooks are in over 1,000 Home Depot stores throughout the U.S., including around these parts. All you do is go to this great website, GatorMagnetics.com, click on the Home Depot logo, Pop in your zip code and bing, bang, boom. They'll tell you the nearest Home Depot to your house that's carrying Gator Magnetics, the great, the greatest uh, storage device ever imagined or invented. They're magnets that hold 25 pounds. You have to release a little lever to get them off a steel surface because they hold so tightly with some sort of patented technology that I don't pretend to understand. Something about polling. The poles, you know, magnets have poles. Well, he's got a lot of poles. Mm. And they're coming up with a steel uh, system, too, a plate that you can put anywhere in the 
garage or your home and then hang the hooks on that if you're short of steel surfaces. But you'd get everything off the floor. You hang up uh, bags of uh, softball bats and you hang up tools and rakes and shovels and everything. And the beauty of it is if you don't like the way that storage looks, you just move it around. Right over there. You flip the lever, take the magnet off the mm. wall, and you move it somewhere else until it's perfect. It's storage on the go. Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, as again, uh, they're GLers. They invented this in the garage. They're going nationwide. They're in a 1,000 Home Depot stores, including here uh, in the region. And so all you do is go to GatorMagnetics.com, really neat website. You can see for yourself how cool these magnets are. GatorMagnetics.com, click on the Home Depot logo, enter your zip code, and you'll be directed to the nearest Home Depot that has Gator Magnetics, and you can do that this week just in time for Christmas, GatorMagnetics.com. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. So Matthew Mikulski, we know him as the rookie, uh, sent a, a photo of a guy he knows to uh, all the fellas who went to the five of us, uh, of a guy he knows who received from his uh, potential future father-in-law a pretty neat-looking firearm. And uh, uh, knowing that Matt knows nothing about firearms, I responded, is that a Daewoo AK or a 556? I have a very similar unit. Uh, rookie responds, I'll ask. Rookie has no idea. He has no clue. No idea. But it reminded me of DK Mags. And it it's a firearm you don't see a lot of these days. And if that's what you're looking for in a firearm, uh, DK Mags is for you. They're going to be more than happy to assist you in tracking down and purchasing any firearm or accessory you want. Even if you don't see it in the store, you see don't see it on the website. Give them a call, send them an email because they can help you out. And on the other hand, if you have something you don't want, uh, and I'm talking single units to entire estates, get a hold of them and there's a good chance they'll purchase all of those firearms for you. Both DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun, they both have gunsmithing services. So no matter how exotic that unit might be, they can keep it in perfect working order or even revive old iron. You got to check out the website, dkmags.com. Um, and then stop in and see them. DK Mags, they're on Old 8 in New Brighton and up in Monticello, Monticello Pond and Gun, and on the web, dkmags.com. I remember to, to not walk all over it. You're doing a good job of that today. California has a reparations task force. Oh, boy. But I believe so, so does St. Paul. Appointed by uh, Mayor Carter. This will be traveling uh, throughout the country the closest you get to the country's tallest buildings. And the uh, California's reparations task force claims that the state's black residents, whose ancestors were in the U.S. from 1933 to 1977, are owed over a half trillion dollars in reparations. From for, 1933 on mm -hmm. to 70, what? For housing discrimination. Oh. And some activists are now saying that's not enough. Oh, of course not. Self-proclaimed grassroots hip-hop organizer, Dion Jenkins, who recommended close to $1 million in housing reparations on Wednesday, meaning for everybody, 
said in a, meaning individually, said in a recent interview, either they're going to comply or it's going to be a serious backlash. So they're just cutting to the mm. chase in California and threatening to get the yeah. money. Wow. Uh, the nine-member reparations task force formed via legislation by Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom blamed the wealth gap in the state on redlining and racist housing covenants that segregated black California residents in the 50s through the 60s. And unfortunately, redlining was common the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings all around the country. Uh, black households have a median wealth of 24 grand, whereas white households have a median wealth of 188 grand. The task force determined that black California residents are owed $569 billion or $223,200 each. Mm. Task Force Chairman Camilla Moore. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Pat, we're on the air. <laughs> Honest to God. <laughs> I, I will say, it's always my favorite part of Monday. It's always my favorite part of Monday. You were saying? Uh, uh, cut him a check. That's what uh, he was saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you, cut him a check. There we go. For, forget Or him. else. The hell with him. Yeah. But, Joe. No, I'm done with this story. You, you are? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this story. Okay. <laughs> Only. <laughs> Anna, I have to warn you, uh, I was in there last Monday, and I had barely had the microphone turned off when Roycey was moving right in and trying to sit down right where you're sitting. Yep. So as soon as the music ends, you need to jump up and ski-daddle. And the beautiful part about the uh, transition between Garage Logic and Monday Night Sports Talk is, even though I've warned Patrick numerous times that we're still recording for the town council, Effenheimers go flying left and right, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marleth Park in Oom Pumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1836. December 19th. Maria Louise Sanford was born in Saybrook, Connecticut. An extraordinary and popular teacher, Sanford, Sanford was appointed to the Department of Rhetoric at the University of Minnesota in 1880. After her retirement in 1909, she remained active. Speaking on educational and patriotic topics, she died in 1920. A statue of her, sculpted by Evelyn Raymond, represents the state in Statuary Hall in Washington, D.C., See, I did not know that. Hmm. I did well, not know ex that. Explain to me what rhetoric, define that for me. Back in the days before the academy was failed, that probably meant public speaking. Oh, okay. That's what That would be my guess. All right. On this day in 1906. December 19th. Kuchiching County was established, named with the Cree word, Cree word for Rainy Lake. So Rainy oh. Lake is Kuchiching. I didn't know that. On this day in 1957. 
Governor Orville L. Freeman appointed L. Howard Bennett to a municipal judgeship in Minneapolis, making him the first African-American judge appointed in Minnesota. And finally, on this day in 1957, West St. Paul sociology teacher Glenn Holmquist, accused of slapping a male student at a high school dance, was cleared of an assault charge by a municipal court. Holmquist's attorney said that his client's action was justified as an attempt to maintain order and that there should be more discipline instead of the wishy-washy policies parents are advocating today. <laughs> okay, how far ago, how far along? 57. How far back 57 is 65 years. Wow, oh. you just did the math. 65 years ago. We were worried about wishy-washy disciplinary problems. Can you imagine? No, you couldn't get away with that today. Can you imagine if they knew what's going down today? Oh, my God. <laughs> what pronouns did that uh, student go by? Uh, Dumbass. Dumb and ass. <laughs> well, thank you, GLers, and thanks, Anna and Melissa. I hope you enjoyed this, dear. Or we're sorry that you wasted your time. Yeah. Either, whatever's fixed. There's two options, A or B. 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 <laughs> All right, thank you, GLers. GLers, please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. Joe? What? And we can also... <laughs> You can also, for just ten bucks a month or one hundred dollars a year, you can be part of the Garage Logic Town Council. We'll get behind-the-scenes footage and twenty-four-seven access to archived Garage Logic shows. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.